memorize this part where i go hello and welcome to another episode of monster hunters the only show that dares to i don't know i guess blow up a television in spite of it uh, instead of watching a uh, a streaming network we would we'd rather blow up our own tvs uh, Mm -hmm. than do that does that make sense nah because we're doing hello and welcome to another Mm -hmm. episode of monster hunters (laughs) The only show that dares to shun millions of hours of original streaming content because we want to revisit a 50-plus-year-old sitcom about a giant Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. Uh, My name is Derek, and I am a monster hunter. Joining me at the monster hunter table, as always, is Keith. Keith, how's it going? Hey, it's Keith. I am also a monster hunter. It's going great. And then uh, opposite <laughs> the table <laughs> is the Dr. Dre of Kansas. One of Sorry, the, the, the two good things in Kansas City, Kansas <laughs> area, Metro land. Yep. Yep. Uh, Terry. Terry, how's it going? Oh, you know, it's going grand. Um, yeah, I've been shunning all other streaming services. Uh, I have been crossing them off my list one at a time waiting That's for right. them to be destroyed but this hasn't been very effective ago, so far you, you vowed to eradicate all uh streaming services i believe yep. i think uh i think it's important for everybody to own a dvd copy for every single piece of uh, media they watch and yeah yeah, yeah i think physical, it's important you need a mm-hmm. physical copy that's right how else would you own the content it, it's, it's the way of the future honestly discs mm-hmm. Is, is the past. The way of the future is the past. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And what better chunk of the past than the Munsters? <laughs> Se- <laughs> season 1, episode 10, Autumn Crocus. I think it's, and, I mean, it really seems like it's a, the, the Munsters in general, not just episode 10, seem, I mean, it's a perfect picture of the past for us, I think. Yeah, Oh yeah. yeah. It's very accurate, mm-hmm. I'm sure. It's a time yeah. capsule. And I don't know if you remember a few episodes ago, I said, I think the monsters are going to hit a groove. God damn, was I wrong. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I, it's like they, they have hit a groove, Derek. It's just not yeah. not like the, the grooviest of grooves. It's not I the groove think. I was hoping for. I thought they were going to hit their stride. <laughs> but we're mm-hmm. 10 episodes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we can talk about Autumn Crocus... We need to do something very important. We need to go to the bookshelf, pull off the tome, leather-bound, dust it off, crack the spine on the Monsters Hunter on the Monster Hunter's Almanac for the Monster Hunter's Almanac factoid tidbit snippet of the week. One. 
Oh god damn it. Keith, oh, I thought you... it got so... sorry, it got dusty here. I was over, pausing. Like... So I was slowing it down so I, you'd have time. I to was out of no, I was out of uh I was out of town and for some reason there's dust over it all over it now. And I don't know uh, why. Uh, Nothing else in the oh, room dusty except that. It takes a long time to get it like that. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of work. Is there some mm-hmm. cobwebs on it too? You know, you go and you open the door, kinda of have to force mm-hmm. your way through a bunch of Those webs. Asbestos. I guarantee they're asbestos cobwebs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only the best. Uh, all right. So years. this week, um, <laughs> they put the best in asbestos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second to get that. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> all right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, this week I thought I would just. Uh, I don't know about you guys. Me and my family, we love to play board games. Yeah. And I wanted to bring up the fact that uh, between 1964 and 1965. There were uh, four different monster games available. Uh, that whole year, uh, between sixty-four and sixty-five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So oh, over, the, yeah. So over two years, they they put they put uh, okay. they put four different things out. There's a card game in sixty-four, and then they gave they put out a couple of board games in nineteen sixty-five, oh, which uh, I you know I looked them up on. Uh, boardgamegeek.com mm-hmm. and High you know, uh, yeah well uh, there's a 9 for Monsters Dang. Drag Race game wow there's an 8.3 for the race. Monster Masquerade party game and then there's a 3 for the Monsters Picnic game oh that doesn't sound like fun anyway <laughs> yeah uh, those are all released in 1965 I, well I think the thing is is that people got a little bored with them because each and every game seems to be the same it's a very simple uh so the first one here uh monsters drag race two to four players uh 20 minute playing time ages seven and up it's basically a simple roll and move mechanic driven by a spinner propels cardboard stand-ups of the monster tv show characters around the track very rare and highly sought after by collectors according to this. Mm-hmm. yeah uh so oh. i got that and then then they put out the Monster Masquerade Party game, two to four, 30 minute time, uh, age six plus. Uh, party fun with the monsters, extremely rare and highly sought after children board game of oh. uh, the Campy 60 TV show, roll and move game. On some spaces, players may lose turns and move back. Uh, when they land on pick a party card space, players must pick a card, read it aloud, and immediately follow directions. Uh, that could be a sing song, dancing, or imitating animals. If they fail to comply, hmm. They lose their next three turns. First player to move from start to finish wins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then the picnic game, basically, just this is a roll and move game. On some spaces, players may lose turn, move back a bit. First player to move from start to finish, players must spend the exact number needed to win. So that's the only change up uh, there. But according, to, I mean, it's just it's the monsters going and having a picnic is what the picture of the board was, and then the pe- mm-hmm. the the pathway goes around it. Um, and then the one other thing in 1964, uh, the Munsters card game, two to four players, uh, 20 minutes. There's no age uh, mentioned on this. Oh, eight to 80, uh, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a four-player game. Everyone's dealt 10 cards. Uh, put one card face down in a yellow space. And basically, if you match like, these other cards that get turned up, mm-hmm. then that's how you would get points uh to move not not to move on but that's how you would gain points to see who would uh eventually win 
Um, if your marker is placed on some certain combination, you get uh, that the owner collects the four cards and gets 10 bonus points. Nice. Scores are added up once all the cards have been used. One point is scored for each face down card in front of the player. 10 points are scored for each monster combination. Player with the highest score wins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this seems to fall right in line with what a lot of the games that would have come out after TV shows, uh, you know, during that time period. I was just shocked to see that there was like four in such a uh, short period of time, but, you know, they were striking while the iron what, was hot. If you've got a copy of that picnic game, you can get like mm-hmm. three grand for it on eBay. Oh my God, really? Well, at least oh. you can list it for that much. <laughs> mm. Well, that's I've impressive. got three of them sitting right here. No, I'm just kidding. Keith, uh, that's retirement. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> no, that's our that's uh that's our Patreon. That's what it is. Um <laughs> no. Uh yeah, I mean I I don't think I've ever seen any of these games anywhere before, but I you know what I should check my uh my dad and stepmom. They have a lot of older games in the basement of the yeah, house. They're and sitting they, on old monster games. Sitting on a lot of old games. I should check and see if they have a Monsters one. But uh, that is our Monster Hunter Almanac Factoid Note Sheet of the Week. Oh, Note Sheet of the Week. Note Sheet. Love it. Hmm. Okay. Man, I wish we had a copy of these and we could all gather around and play oh, that. Oh, I really wish we could. That would be, be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Sitting yeah. on, on the deck of a ship as we cruise yeah. out to sea. Killing yeah. time, playing <laughs> Monster's Picnic. <laughs> yeah. I have an because idea where we might find one of these games. At the bottom of the ocean. At the bottom of the ocean. Well, we better get on our skooma gear then so we can take a deep dive and look for it down there. Yeah, yeah right next to the opening to hell, there's a copy <laughs> of... The opening to hell, uh, corpses... <laughs> Yeah, I think they were yeah. dead people there's, last time we did this. There's a Meg floating by. Yeah, and Meg. Oh, that's right. Yep. <laughs> the corpses look like they were playing the monster uh, drag race game. It's probably what killed them. Yeah. yeah. It's, Not the Meg, just the, the game. No. Hell is tempting us with this monster's game. Will we fall mm-hmm. for it? Will we, will we fall <laughs> yep. to the portal? Oh, what if it is like some sort of deep sea creature? That has evolved and it has like a dangling thing on the front of it, and it's the Munsters board game for 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 people like us doing deep dives, and we go yeah. up to it and then we just get eaten. <laughs> just got a little card of like Herman Munster making a goofy face on its mm-hmm. dangly bit, just and, like hey, oh, it's here. lighting up. Oh, it's so dark down here, but the glow of that Munsters card game, it's glow, glowing red eyes. Oh, mm-hmm. hey. <laughs> yeah. It's very tempting, but you know what we will find mm-hmm. down here is the director of this episode, um, Lawrence he's Dobkin. Dead? Keith. Well, <laughs> yes, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he is. Pretty sure okay. he is. Uh, not in the past week or anything, but uh, <laughs> no. no, back in 2002. Oh yeah, it's been a few. Did years. You really have that at, at, at like <laughs> that quick to look up? Keith. I I I have this open on IMDb in front of me. All I had to do was click his name and it shows up. Yeah, I mean, but man, that's extra. Work. I have fast. I have fast. It's literally click the mouse over the word that says Lawrence Dobkin sitting in front of me here. Oh. I'm looking at the IMD page for the for the episode. Okay, well, nope. yeah. he's down here. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he's he's having a grand old time. He's directed a few episodes of the Munsters. Uh, we talked about him last time. Even um, 
He's an actor and a director, and I was looking through some of his acting work this time just to see if anything stu- stood out to me. Um, and I guess he was in the remake of The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, if you guys have heard of that. The old silent film. Mm, I do not I know it. They they remade it in 1962. Um, was the remake still silent? No, it's, uh, it's apparently it's totally different and nothing like the original. Just um, the name, yeah. Yeah, just, they just kind of kept the name... Um, and the director of that movie even disowned it, stating it was very different from what he had originally made. But his final cut mm. is in the Museum of Modern Art, apparently. <laughs> so wow. it exists. Mm. Yeah. So, hmm. This episode was written by James Aladars, maybe? Aladice? I don't know. Uh, and Tom Adair. Uh, James Aladars has 38 writing credits on IMDb, going from 1953 to 1967. He's actually written nine episodes of The Munsters, uh, and he has a story credit on a couple as well, and a teleplay credit on one. And he also did 11 episodes of My Three Sons. Um, but he's, he's, he's even a playwright, uh, and he actually studied the subject of playwriting at Yale University oh. after World War II. So he's a, he's a per- what do they call it if you go to Yale? A Yaleian? A Yaleian? A Yale mite? That's what it is. <laughs> it is now. That's all, yeah. that's all I'm saying. So yeah, this guy, he's, he went to school for this, and yeah, look at him now. Uh, <laughs> Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, didn't make yep. him immortal. <laughs> oh, no, it did not. Uh, made him down here in the bottom of the ocean with all mm-hmm. his other friends. Um, Tom Adair, he has 35 writing credits on IMDb going from 1950 to 1978. He was primarily a songwriter, actually, but I guess he was act- he was kind of a partner to James in writing. Uh, he would help write like music for some of the shows that mm. James was working on, but he also helped writing a lot of the scripts. And he's actually credited on the same Monsters episodes as James was, and the same goes for the My Three Sons episodes. He's got 38 soundtrack credits on IMDb, um, and a couple of the songs that uh, he's known for were used in a lot of TV and movies. Uh, they're called "Everything Happens to Me" and "Let's Get Away from It All." They're kind of like old, fun, big band jazz tunes. Uh, and I guess, yeah, they've been covered over the years hundreds of times by different people. Charlie Parker did a cool version of Everything Happens to Me. It's pretty nice. I found it on YouTube if you're interested. That's pretty nice. cool. Yeah. Um, and guest starring. So once again, the debate, I'm, I'm starting to have a, a, a bone to pick with these people who write down who the guest stars are for these episodes. Because in my mind... Um, Linda Watkins, the person who played Lydia, like the main side character that's not a monster, yeah. would be a guest star. I think she would be the only one I would call a guest star. Yes, exactly. There was no like bit roles. Yeah. <laughs> she was not listed what? Um, on the sites I looked, yeah. But I added her into my uh, roster here. So guest starring is Neil Hamilton as Malcolm, which is like Lydia's boss in the, the episode. Uh, Richard Reeves as the first policeman. He got listed as a guest star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he, he did have end. a lot of did, talk in there at the end, but as much as did, Linda Did Jerry Mann get listed as a guest star? Because like, IMDb doesn't even have a picture for him. No, I didn't even see his name. Yeah, I bet you yeah. saw real... Like, they couldn't think of... They didn't know who he was. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jerry Mann. Yeah. This is okay. Jerry. He was a man, right? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Jerry Mann it is. Um, but yeah, and Linda Watkins, she wasn't listed, but I threw in. Uh, she played Lydia in this episode, and she's uh, arguably the biggest co-star mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, not sure why she wasn't, but that's all right. Um, 
So yeah, Neil Hamilton, uh, he played Malcolm. He has 163 acting credits on IMDb. Recognized him the minute I heard his voice. I was going to see if you guys did. Um, mm-hmm. His biggest role was as Commissioner Gordon in the 60s Batman TV show. Yep. Um, and he also starred in a bunch of movies from the 20s and 30s, including Nick Carraway in The Great Gatsby. Um, and he was also in a couple of Tarzan movies from the 30s. Oh, man. Was he Tarzan? Yeah. No, he was like... Uh, the Hunter guy, I think, whatever oh. his name was. Um, the movies were called Tarzan, the Ape Man, and it, the sequel was called Tarzan and His Mate. So, creepy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I recognized him, too, from the, the Batman show. So, that's cool to mm-hmm. see him. Richard Reeves, who played the first policeman, has 237 acting credits on IMDb. That goes from 1943 to 1967. He's mostly a TV guy. Oh. He's been in two episodes of The Munsters. Um, this one, and then there's one that we haven't seen yet, so get excited. He'll be back. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> does, he re- does he reprise the role uh, of First he, Policeman? He does, he does not. He is no. a totally different man. Mm. Damn it. Because um, he was awesome as First Policeman. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. Iconic, he totally I embodied say. that role. <laughs> um, he's, he's known for playing like kind of gruff henchman types. Um, he was in the 50s Superman TV show. Oh, also, I knew I knew something. <laughs> he was also in the 60s Batman show for an episode. He played a character named Shifty. Hmm. Oh, wait, Classic. no, that was in... Sorry, I got that confused. Classic he was in the, Shifty. <laughs> he was played Shifty in a Superboy TV movie. Damn oh. it. He was quite the DC guy. He was in a bunch of stuff. He was. <laughs> yep. Um, and he was also in a Tarzan movie from the 50s um, called Tarzan's Hidden Jungle. Uh, it's not related to the Neil Hamilton ones. Hmm. Was he Tarzan? No, he was a very small character. Uh, he was the mm. hidden jungle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of not hidden jungles, Linda Watkins, the main co-star of this episode, uh, had 75 acting credits on IMDb, going from 1931 to 1974. She was in a few movies in the 30s, but there's kind of a gap after 33, and she returned to television in the 50s. Um, she generally she generally did the kind of one off parts um, on a lot of TV shows. Some of the notable stuff that I recognize were like My Three Sons. She was on Bonanza, um, and she was on a show called A Girl Girl from Uncle, which I guess is a spinoff of A Man from Uncle. Hmm. I'd never heard of the spinoff, but mm-hmm. I've heard of the original. And yeah, she uh, she she started out as a stage actor, and um, I guess that like gap in her IMDb was because she decided to kind of stick with theater for a while. But eventually, she did decide to pursue TV, and that's. How we got her in this episode? I'm I'm curious if if there's a like some point in time is there just like do they have a list of people and they're like all right we're just gonna rotate you through all these shows like it's just yeah did did so and so make it on this because like a lot of these people show up on on you know many of the same shows as like just side characters like one offs whether it's mm-hmm. um, my three sons or uh, the monsters or you know, Batman, uh, looks like she was on emergency for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, she's on Bonanza, but like, not like, she's not a huge recurring character over and over and over. Even like, uh, on, she's on the untouchables, but it shows here. She's three different people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, and, and I've noticed that with, uh, some of these other, uh, people who play the side actors in these episodes is that they're, they all show up on the same shows. Yeah, like, I know we've had a bunch that are on the Red Skeleton Hour. Like, I think a bunch of these people have all been on that. Um, it's kind of weird. I wonder how that, like, yeah, works. I guess they just need new, fresh blood in the mix. And they're like, all right, you, you're next in line. Let's get you in. <laughs> I, I bet you there was something 
to do with the networks. Like if you were on one show on a network, you're on every show on that network. Oh, that probably makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your connections, yeah, work for very, one person. I don't know. I wasn't around at the time, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. That's just my guess. <laughs> Makes I sense. wasn't around. But she's if you the, if you look original, at her, she's in the original movie. Parent Trap, also. But she wasn't in a whole lot of movies, if any, maybe a couple. Everything yeah. else is TV, right? There wasn't a whole lot of crossover like there is now, mm-hmm. where movie yep. people will do TV shows and vice versa. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like it, I mean, it was still a big thing in the '90s when you like left TV to do movies. Like it was a graduation of some sort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, there's always no, been there's like, like a wall there. Yeah, where it's like whatever. <laughs> you got to climb the wall to get to movies because that's like mm-hmm. the bigger deal, I guess. But nowadays, yeah, yeah I don't think it's quite as no, quite as big of a wall. I think, I think people prefer around. doing TV now. It's more of a fence. But yeah, that's all I got for our uh, deep dive. If we want to slowly, you know, oh, climb yeah. back to the surface, too don't late. Get tempted. I'm already bobbing on the surface. <laughs> Eyes are oh, bulging no. out of my skull. <laughs> But once he got that in his hand, is that a Herman Munster playing card? Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) It's very cool. That was the deep dive. Uh, Captain Terry took us to the depths of hell. Captain Terry. (laughs) Captain Terry. Yeah, it's wow. I've I've just got promoted. I'm just hearing about it. The deep dives. Uh, His (laughs) band. His his Munster themed band. (laughs) Yep, my merry men who come with me. All right, you guys ready for this? Season one, episode 10, Autumn Crocus. Mm-hmm. It has a very peculiar name. It does. Right? <laughs> the last one was like uh, Touch Wood, Here Comes Charlie, or something like that. Yeah. Knock, yeah. knock on Wood, Here Comes Charlie. Yeah. Or knock, just, no, knock, just Knock Wood. Knock Wood, Here Comes yep. Charlie. This yep. one's called Autumn Crocus. Uh, <laughs> it gets a 7.5 on IMDb, which is high. That's not bad, yeah. Whoever makes these synopses, they really like to like put in all the details, get real granular with them. <laughs> here's, the, here's, the, here's the whole script for you. In yeah, our I'm just going to do the first two sentences here. Grandpa wants to marry again because he's feeling lonely. He looks for a fiancé in a matrimonial agency. Sums it up right there. And then yeah. hijinks ensue, right? Yep, yep. Classic Munster brand hijinks ensue. Oh, boy. This one, this one's got it all. It starts out with rain, and uh, Lily's standing out the front door. It's, ah, what a beautiful day. She smells that rain falling, and you're just like, oh, God, here it goes. <laughs> Herbert, where are you? And I'm coming, and he, and the, the stairs open. I mean, he doesn't come down the stairs. He comes out of the stairs. I don't know where that leads to. Do we have any idea? That's a good question. Because I always thought it was like his bedroom or something, but no, because no. we see him sleeping upstairs with Lily most of the time. I always so. remember like my spot my main memory, yeah, is is that Spot shows up out of there every now and then. But that also seems to be where that's not where he pops out during the intro every single mm-hmm. time. So I don't I don't know. Maybe he's got a man cave. I don't know. Oh, he's got his own separate oh. bathroom. Yeah. Because he's <laughs> oh, a Frankenstein oh, monster yeah. he takes massive mm-hmm. dumps. So they got they are known that's for probably that. a, yeah, that's probably yeah. a smart move i'll be yeah. honest with you. Mm-hmm. yeah so he comes out of there and he's like i got it all i couldn't even close the lid it's so full do you got a potato <laughs> salad and pickles yes dear <laughs> yes dear like very typical monster items potato salad and pickles mm-hmm. nasty and then grandpa comes in Ooh, where are we going blah 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 he's all excited right because he's like he's got to horn his way into everything 
Oh yeah. And Lily and Hermer is like, well, we're going to the beach. Peace. <laughs> yeah, like, Wait, can't I come with me too? He's like, sad grandpa. Yeah. And they're like, hell no. You suck. <laughs> pretty much. He has been pretty mean these last all few episodes. You, all you want to do is right? bury yourself in the sand. Yeah, you just bury yourself in the sand. You don't even like the beach, grandpa. And so they now, leave. Now, what, what I'm hoping is that somewhere down the line, we get the same exact open again, but instead it follows Herman and Lily to the beach. Yes, oh, you want to see them at the episode. beach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, beach there's episode. a lot going on there that doesn't happen, which would be a far more entertaining episode than what we got. But yeah, I mean, this was this was like the the most of your like, oh man, I wish they would have followed that plot a little bit further. Is Herman and Lily are going to the beach, and it's just a setup for, yeah, Grandpa's yeah. lonely. Grandpa's- Grouchy, yeah. I'm I want to see meat, potato salad, and pickles. That's got to be something in its own mind. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But they they should use that exact same open again to save on budget, and just it, the, oh. the, the show just <laughs> like the show just continues on to the to the beach and like whatever's happening with Grandpa back at home that still happens or whatever. To save but, like, the minute ten of film that they used for this opening. Yep. Yeah, but it's just you know they they head off. And we get, it's a whole second adventure that they can get out of just this one episode. They didn't, though. No. Instead, we have Grandpa staying at home. Well, yep. I'll get Eddie and Marilyn to play checkers with me. And then Eddie's like, well, no. Marilyn's out on a date. And uh, I'm going to go play with a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and, but Grandpa's like, ooh, which one? Like, he's, he's got one picked out or something. Yeah. He's very know. excited about that. That yeah. was weird. Yeah. Eddie's like, I don't know. I haven't caught him yet. Because <laughs> he's a Wolf boy. That, that's creepy boy. though. That's really weird. He's got friends. We've no, seen him. Eddie feels like the most normal one of all of them. Like, sure, he hangs out in cabinets and stuff, but <laughs> he seems to have like normal relationships mm-hmm. with children and stuff. But he's gonna like go that. capture one. He's got friends. <laughs> yeah. Go over to Melvin's house or Elmer or whoever, right? Elmer, or, yeah. Or the or your robot. I mean, you should fix that by now. Yeah, you got oh yeah, the robot can hang out with you. It's also the perfect way for it to be like, all right, that's the, the screen time he's allotted. Now he has to contract. <laughs> sure. can't be on screen Yeah, pretty anymore, much but... he's gone after that, isn't yeah. he? I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. we'll see if he comes back. Eddie leaves. Grandpa is dejected. Yep. He is Who really bummed. a lonely, sick old grandfather? That's what he says. <laughs> and then he's... Igor comes in. He's like, yes, my, my trusted, faithful bat. <laughs> and even Igor has a date. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. He has no heart. He's just a rat with wings. <laughs> <laughs> what about the invisible man? I did. There's an invisible man to play checkers with. So, Grandpa, uh, oh, he says, When is someone going to pay attention to an old man around here? And the clock <laughs> says, Nevermore. 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 Yeah. Oh, and there's that Grandpa goes accent. after the clock after that. He's like, I'm going to show that clock what for. But he gets, yep. gets the paper, which is a thing, and he reads it, and there's an ad for Kindred Spirits Matrimonial Agency. Very, very convenient. Yes. <laughs> and Grandpa's like, oh, a wife? Why not? He's talking to himself. No one else is home, so no one will <laughs> yeah. think this is weird. Wife, why not? Hmm, it sure beats burying yourself in the sand. And yeah. then we get... The intro. The, I'll admit, the, initially excited about this premise. Grandpa dating people sounds like yeah. it would be very good. I was like, oh man, grandpa and a normal 
in like non-monster woman. Yeah. All right. So we get the banger. Still bangs. Nothing yep. changes. Keith, any further insights? No, no. It, they've, they're sticking with it. I'm hoping in season two we get some kind of like I, change I'm, up. I think we do. We get a whole new intro in season two. Ooh. It might even be when uh, uh, Beverly Owen leaves and Pat Priest comes Oh, oh yeah. they had to make a new one. Might change for that. Yeah. Still did it all in one take, though. and then called Probably. It day, yeah. 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 We come back from the banger. Marilyn is sitting at the breakfast table. She's sitting at the breakfast table, right? Breakfast. It's like the monsters thing, right? Grandpa comes down and he is like, bah, 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 da, bah. he's singing the wedding processional song. Yeah. At first, I thought he was singing the monsters theme and I was about to blow my mind. <laughs> yeah. If he does like the monsters theme blended into the wedding processional. Mm hmm. It's a medley of sorts, Ooh, but yeah. he is on cloud nine. And uh, hold on. I'll be honest. I'm sure there's somebody out there that has used the monsters theme as their wedding processional easily. I hope so. And if you're listening, yeah. send us a video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he gives Marilyn a kiss on the cheek and she's like, Oh, you're in a good mood. And he's like, well, that's because I'm going to get married. God damn it. <laughs> he's like, not me. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to venture. He, but he said like this really long winded thing. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to venture out into the realm. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> long story short, I'm getting married to who yeah. don't know. But yeah. Marilyn is very happy for him. Oh, that's great. Grandpa. She's like so excited. She is very excited. I was, yeah. I mean, once again, like weirdly over the top excited about something in this episode. She's yeah. super happy that at least somebody's having like a decent romantic oh. life and not her. I mean, yeah, that's true. She's, she's hideous to look at and all. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, but she, she always happens no to have a date. So that's good for her. Go yeah. get it, Marilyn. Mm-hmm. So Herman and Lily come in. Marilyn tells him the good news. Grandpa's going to get married. Blah, blah, blah. Grandpa's got a girl. <laughs> and Herman, Grandpa, you haven't been setting out those traps in the park again. <laughs> that was awesome. That's I told you before, it's not neighborly. Oh. So Grandpa <laughs> has been known to set girl traps in the park. And those no, were for becoming wives, yeah. I guess. Those are yeah, something else. Not that's good. what Eddie's, Eddie's, maybe that's when he says he hasn't caught somebody yet. He's been taken after Grandpa on the, uh, yeah, I don't know. Using uh, some yeah. of his traps. But, but Grandpa's like, no, you idiot! I have a fiance. He is a, out of the. He's a fiance. Hmm. <clears throat> and Lily's like, well, what's her name? And Grandpa's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just wrote to the matrimonial agency yesterday. Herman pissed. He is not pleased with this. Mm-mm. He thinks it's disgraceful and not befitting a monster. We are not like yeah. the average people in the community. He says. <gasps> what? I know. Lily called him a snob. <laughs> Like, You're such a snob, Herman. He's like, what? People look at me. Watch me on the street. I, like I have that. an important image to uphold. That was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And then Grandpa calls him a stuffed shirt, which gets a laugh because why? He's a, he's a Frankenstein's monster, yeah, which that's is exactly essentially right. just a stuffed shirt. I, I do want to use that uh, line, though, on people. Stuffed shirt? I, yeah. Okay. Hey, quit you can use it whenever you want. Shirt. Okay. That's all I'm gonna, that's all I want to try to fit that in my everyday uh usage. Yeah, bring it back. That's a good yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Wet blankets, yeah, stuffed shirt, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, don't talk fresh to your mother was another one in the earlier episode that I liked. Mm-hmm. That these monsterisms that I, I need to bring back. Yeah. And Eddie wasn't even talking fresh. I can't remember what it was. It's like yeah. something very 
the non-controversial. He was like, like, I'm sorry, sir. I just didn't want you to know I failed. Don't talk fresh to your mother. (laughs) (laughs) So Herman says that grandma would be turning over in her grave if she had one. (laughs) And then then he does this like collection of weird faces. (laughs) Yeah, "Mm -hmm." he's he's kind of like perturbed by this whole development. He is very Mm -hmm. against grandpa dating. (laughs) He does not like it. Now, is this the same grandma in the previous episode when they're like, oh, she'd be rolling over in her grave or uh, she won't leave you money the next time she dies? Things. Yeah. So this would be the same grandma. Or is it the same grandma that had the girdle? Oh, the giantess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We don't know. <laughs> Every episode, there's a different grandma, which I guess works because he had 137 wives. Right? Yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? So then we cut to some time has passed, apparently. Grandpa is opening a letter and pulling out a picture of his new fiance. It's a glamour shot. It's like a headshot used to get work in Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> of a, of an attractive woman uh, that is his new fiance. Marilyn says, she's pretty, but not as pretty as grandma. <laughs> and, okay. And the grandpa says a woman like grandpa only comes along once in a lifetime. Every 300 years. So is that his lifetime? Three hundred. I guess years? he lives for three hundred years. Hmm. He, he reads like the letter. Her name is Lydia Gardner, and she was very impressed with this picture. And then Herman comes from work, back from the salt mines. Her, 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 her. Which, you know, he didn't really work in a salt mine, but I guess that's one of those turns of phrases, right? Yep. He's out toiling in the salt mines while they're at home reading letters from mail order brides. <laughs> So Herman comes in, uh, and he asks, was there any mail for me? (laughs) Nope. Sorry, Frankenstein. No mail for you, which is the name of an album. Also, he he looks very upset that he didn't get any mail. So I'm like, wow, what was was Herman waiting on? Another side plot of something he thought he was going to get some mail. He's like, oh, I wanted mail. His Columbia House subscription was supposed to be showing up, and yeah. it wasn't there yet. Yeah, my new Field and Stream should be here. <laughs> or I guess it's the Monsters. Field and Scream. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah, boom, yeah. Boom. Nailed yeah. it. So, but Grandpa got his reply up in the matrimonial agency, and Herman hopes Grandpa doesn't answer. He's like, I, this is dumb. You're an idiot. Why are you doing this? Grandpa, I think, thinks Herman's a bit jealous. I couldn't tell what grandpa's angle was here, but he was Herman's pissed. Grandpa's like, yeah, what what do you like? Like there wasn't much there. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, Herman does seem like a little unreasonably upset about this whole ordeal. I don't mm-hmm. really understand why he's like so put off about, first of all, grandpa ever dating again. Yeah. And hates the idea of like the male romance thing. <laughs> He's just—he's not having it. He's just being a grump this whole time. I, I don't think he was against him dating. He just thought it was weird that he was using the mail order bride service or whatever it is uh, instead of like, like actually. It. No, he thinks that you know Grandpa should meet somebody the old-fashioned way. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, Herman says it. He's like, I don't like the whole romance by mail thing, and then yeah. he says Grandpa's too old to be playing post office, which I thought was <laughs> well, which I thought was like kind of a funny innuendo. I like that. Instead of playing doctor, you're too like a, a modern version of this is uh, Grandpa gets on Tinder. And yeah, Herman, well, yeah. and even like, a less oh, modern version would be like you got mail, right? Mm-hmm. With uh, Tom Hanks and uh, 
Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Yeah, you got mail. And now it's Tinder. I saw that. Grandpa on Tinder. Somebody swiped. Is right the right direction? Swiped right on Grandpa. Uh, But Grandpa says he is much right as anyone in this house. And he's inviting Miss Gardner over to see them all. Herman, not pleased with that either. (laughs) And he says, like, you think she's going to really fall for you? And Grandpa says, if I bring a young, impressionable lady over (laughs) and I expose her to me. He says, like, this very (laughs) weirdly worded. (laughs) If I expose her to me. What do you think will happen? <laughs> At least he didn't say if he exposes himself to her. Yes, then, thank, uh, thankfully yeah. he didn't say that. <laughs> that was very weird. weird. Weird choice of words he used. Yeah, yeah. Grandpa has mm-hmm. all sorts of weird words in this one, like weird sentences for him. Herman's like, whatever, just do it while I'm at work. I don't want to meet this woman <laughs> at all. And I'm noticing this is like a big thing. Like every episode when like a normie comes around, Herman's always gone, right? Except for the few, like the the uh, the gas man, Herman greets him. But usually, Herman is like, nope, I'm out. Or yeah. Herman's went to the store, or Herman's out of this picture. Because it's going to set up someone seeing Herman for the first time. Yeah. They're always saving him for like the big scare. Look at this mm-hmm. freakish man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yes, this big freakish man who goes to work every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People see him on the street. Uh, they look up to him. I mean, I don't know how far away work is, but I mean, even you know the the monster coach is going to stick out if he's driving himself to work, or if the invisible man is driving him over to work, or whatever. I bet you he. Or if he's taking public train. Yeah, even more so. It, it, it's like people make it seem like they've never seen him before, mm-hmm. and I'm like, he's. He's around all the time. He's, like, he's around town. Yeah. He's at Ralph's buying milk. So <laughs> there, there he is. It's just do it while I'm at work. Lily's like, I don't get it. It's like sometimes I think you have no heart at all. And then here we go. <laughs> don't be silly, dear. That was the first. That's what they put in first. Because, because he's a Frankenstein he's a monster, monster, right? He is they had to be assembled and he put it, they put in his heart first. Not the brain, but his heart. Obviously. Still, I'm still a little confused if there's a brain in there or not. But uh, it's like walnut size. It's like a dinosaur brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they should have found a better brain first, and then they could worry about the heart later. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, we cut two. It's raining, and Miss Gardner is coming to the door, and she is hesitant because well, the door is just covered in shit. There's just like <laughs> cobwebs galore, and yeah. it's gross, and it's raining, and if past episodes are to be believed it's only raining over the monster household yeah yeah they've got some sort of weird temporal effect on the weather Mm -hmm. yes and if we're also to to believe past episodes it's due to grandpa remember nice weather thank you oh that's right yes i forgot about that Mm, he takes planning for the rain yeah but no nobody who comes into the house is ever like the fuck is going on no like, it was sunny at the end of the block now all of a sudden we're here marilyn answers the door and i'm gonna assume that miss gardner is relieved to see marilyn right mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shoo. she clears out the cobwebs in comes miss gardner uh oh let's have two they want to have tea in the living room grandpa is dying to meet you which <laughs> they yeah. they bring mm-hmm. that up quite a bit he's dying to do something all the time and he's already dead so whatever 
Uh, Miss Gardner says, says like, I love this old house. It's a testament to the old building that you left it as it is. And Marilyn was like, nah, nope. It took Aunt Lily and Uncle Herman years to get it like this. <laughs> but then she says they could only work nights, which got a laugh. Well, Herman's busy at the salt mines. No, well, here's the During thing, the day, though. The parlor. Right? They're always talking about, well, Eddie's going to have to go to bed before the sun, while it's still dark outside. Right? Yeah. It implies that they're up all night. Herman works during the day and sometimes has a night job as a wrestler or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. They watch yeah. TV at night. Later on, we'll see them. They sleep at night. We see them sleep a few times throughout the episodes. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but now, just to get a laugh, they can only work at night. You know why? Because they're a vampire in a Frankenstein's monster <laughs> and the freaks come out at night. The creatures of the night. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, what was that guy's name? Vincent Price. Vincent Price. I want to. I want to say uh, Herman Strange, and I knew that was wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, nope. knew it was a hundred percent wrong. But that's what I wanted to come up. That about. sounds like a. That sounds like a future episode of the Monsters, though. Herman, Herman Strange. Strange. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, I, this might be my favorite part of the episode. They come around the corner. I think Lily steals the show a few times in this episode. They come around the corner, and Lily's standing there with a candelabra. And she's got a di- very disturbing look on her face. Yes. <laughs> yes. She I've, is just uh, amazing. I've been watching, yeah, some of these old, like, universal horror movies, you know, like, you know, Dracula, mm-hmm. the sequels, Frankenstein. She looks, that that look she was giving was very, like, menacing and, like, looked like it could fit right in with mm-hmm. one of those old movies. I was like, oh, my God, she is actually really scary. <laughs> yeah, Lily has a few moments in this episode. And <laughs> I love uh, Lydia Gardner goes, what's that? <laughs> Yeah, like she thinks she's seen a ghost or something. Yeah, no, that's just Aunt Lily. And Aunt Lily like goes from like a a tense like posture to kind of relaxed. Yeah, what was she doing before? Like, yeah, I don't know. Came in. She was very funny though. I thought. Yeah. She was hoping to get the can. She was hoping to get the candelabra in place before anybody came in. And, oh, yeah, she got <laughs> got caught red-handed with a candelabra in hand. Yeah. Uh, so Miss Gardner composed herself, comes in. And then she compliments Lily, like, I love this part. You have such, like, a ethereal beauty or something like that. Like, something out of this world. And Lily goes, thank you. And she makes this crazy eye look, and I loved it. Like, her <laughs> eyes bug out of her head. Thank you. She, like, really loved this compliment. I Yeah. It was great. That was weird, but I liked that. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. And now it's time for tea. Cream or lemon, Miss, uh, what's her last name? Sanders, Lydia, whatever. Oh, Gardner, Gardner, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Uh, cream or lemon, cream, she says. And Lily pours a cup of smoking liquid that looked like cream, right? Um, right into the teacup, and then she pours some tea into that, into the smoking cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's peculiar at yeah. best. I wonder what would happen if she would have said lemon. Same, the same like, thing. Liquefied lemon just poured tea. down. Just a smoking lemon and she pours some tea over it. Yes. Then there is an explosion. <laughs> real, real quick though, before we get to that, it, I think it's at this point that she actually refers to Grandpa as Dad. Oh, right at this explosion. She goes, yeah, that's and, just Dad. And I think that's the first time in any of these episodes that she's referred to him as dad and not just grandpa. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that's 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 her father, but she doesn't ever use anything other than grandpa throughout the whole thing. Nope. That's just dad. He's such a show off. And she's like, dad? <laughs> Lydia's like, what? <laughs> you have a father? Um, which is weird. I don't know, because she's here to see him. Right. And she's like, prepare to be impressed. And then that trap door flies open, and there's a ton of smoke. And then Grandpa just like shoots up from the basement yeah. and goes, "Voila!" Yeah, it's quite the entrance. I had to think that was pretty funny. He's gonna yeah. expose her to him, you know? Yes, way to do it. Yeah, she's exposed. All right. Now, Grandpa <laughs> acts very weird from here on out to the end of this scene. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Lydia, my dear, did I frighten yeah. you?" And she's like. Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and he's really like a weirdo creep. He's so creepy. And yeah. he spins oh. around and like does like a pose. Like, well, what do you think? <laughs> She's like, I think you're magnificent. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't believe in long engagements. She's very forward. Grandpa then grabs her hand and they're doing like this weird hand game. Did you notice this? Yes. Like, Grandpa's got her hand, and they're, like, playing footsie, but with hands. That was weird. Know. That mm-hmm. made me uncomfortable. I did not like like watching. Yeah. I thought Grandpa was just being so creepy with his hands. Yeah, it was, was like, grabbing. creepy in general. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, it was like... almost like their version of, you know, like, in any of, like, the vampire movies when, like, you know, the vampire meets the young lady, and he kind of, kind of like, hypnotizes her a little bit. Type of, mm-hmm. It's like, but it's the monster version of that. Mm. Which came across as like a weird like mating ritual or something. I don't know. It's, it's what it reminded me of. Like he's doing that like little dance type thing. He's taking her by the hand. He, he wants to give her a tour of the rest of the house, and she looks very uncomfortable about being taken anywhere. Yeah, but so he's doing that weird hand thing, and then Lily is like, "You need to stay with us." And it's like, why? <laughs> um, yeah. And she's just like, "Okay, I just gotta get my stuff." But Grandpa, I want to show you around the house first. So he take he's taking her, and he's pulling her by the arm, and it's just all weird, like mm-hmm. so peculiar. And he pulls her off, and they leave. And then Marilyn says to Lily, and Marilyn once again, the voice of reason, the skeptic of them all. I can't quite put my finger on it, but that woman seems strange. And then Lily again with another scene stealer goes. Does it to everybody? And her eyes bulge out again, and I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, but it's like then you'll get used to it. I I have, but like, does it to everybody? <laughs> the way she said it was awesome. <laughs> so then we cut to the front door of an office, Lydia Gardner Enterprises, a nonprofit organization. And I wonder if that <laughs> a nonprofit organization was supposed to be funny, like you know, people like people will down like denigrate nonprofit organizations as like scams or whatever mm-hmm. but well, there's got to be a scam if there's no profit involved blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but um seriously nonprofit organizations are not scams but Lydia Gardner is enterprises and then inside is Commissioner Gordon on the phone uh, <laughs> he's got a letter and he says kindred spirits matrimony agency Malcolm speaking uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 we got your letter and something like some other like a credit rating or something. I can't remember. It's like your your Gardner and your Davis and Malone rating. I don't know what it was. Yeah, uh, I 
did you get the the last will and testament and something else that he had to fill out? Oh yeah, that's there. But it's like we got your letter and your credit score. Fundamentally, is what it was. Yeah, yeah, we got the girl just for you. It's Lydia Gardner, and you're like, uh oh, so, dun dun dun, something's yeah. up. It's like, oh, it's gonna be another week before she come out to the coast. There's a funeral. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> uh, just make sure you fill your insurance form. Last will and testament. Leave it blank. Have it notarized. All all of this red tape mumbo jumbo. And then in comes Lydia, and they're in cahoots. And I think they're married. Maybe that's, they're definitely. That's what I was wondering together. as well. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, oh, baby, come here, baby. <clears throat> yeah. And then he's like, how's the latest husband to be? And she says, perfectly dreadful house, but he'll be a pushover. Looks like he has one foot in the grave already because <laughs> he's old. He's already dead. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he's a vampire. He's got both feet in there. Yep. And then this is the part that blew my mind. This one will make five men married and morgued in the last three months. <laughs> yes. How have married they not been morgued. caught? Prior to this moment, particularly <laughs> since they're running uh, an ad in the paper for their services, yeah. which murder, which get you murdered. And her name's like the company. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and it's only in the, but that's only the last three months. I mean, who knows on that? They got yeah. file cabinets there. Yeah, they do have file cabinets. So Lydia says she's found a way to streamline everything. Combine the funeral and the will reading cuts a day off. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's brilliant. How do you think of these things? And then she doesn't answer him. She goes, it's simple, really. All you need is an attorney that plays the organ. That's not how you <laughs> thought of it. <laughs> that doesn't answer the question. No, but it's an acceptable answer for me. I'm, I'm fine with that. It's almost like they forgot to edit that part of the script. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a purpose, purposeful misdirect, I think. Yeah. <laughs> So Malcolm gets the picture, Grandpa's picture, and goes to file it in with the letter. Let me file this with the letter. And he goes to the cabinet and the file cabinet labeled husbands. Filing cabinet. And there's a going cabinet, another going cabinet, <laughs> and a gone cabinet. And Grandpa's in the gone cabinet already. Yeah, they're counting him dead meat right away, I guess. Yeah. Also, but, by the way, if somebody were to walk in, I mean, they they're not even yeah. hiding it. No! <laughs> They're very open about their fraudulent and murderous behavior. So he's like, ah, gag, this you know, from, looks like Poochie Dowling. I'm like, Poochie Dowling, that must be somebody. Keith, look it up. No, uh, geez, don't you think it looks like Poochie Dowling? Isn't this Poochie Dowling? They said Poochie Dowling a ton. And she goes, oh, you mean the way he looked when I pushed him? I mean, when he fell off his yacht on our honeymoon cruise? <laughs> No, I mean more like a week later when they fished him out of the water, right? So they have, she has been involved in at least one missing husband that got fished out of the water. Yeah. So you'd think she would have been questioned at least Ex- once. Exactly. Yeah, I thought this was like, you know, okay, so she's finding really old people, you know, waiting until they die and then taking all the no. stuff. But no, she's literally murdered somebody. She's pushed murdering them. The them. Yeah. Yes. Cut to Lily gussying up the house with cobwebs and she's humming. She's very happy. Grandpa says, oh, you need to stop fussing. 
Well, he wants to know why he's so grumpy. It's all this paperwork. Getting married ain't what it used to be. Thought it was just going to be a blood test, and I was looking forward to that because it's blood. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> it's his blood, though. It's a blood test, which are not fun. You got to go get your finger pricked, and they got to pull blood out of your finger. Oh, see, I thought he... Like I thought he meant he would be testing her blood, like as no, like a taste test. Oh no, no, blood test. Figure out the blood type and stuff, I guess. Hold on. So if that's how they did it in the old days, then there's on record someplace that they're like, Yeah, this guy's a vampire because this is old dead <laughs> blood in him. Yeah. His blood type is V. They, yeah. they probably have For that vampire. doctor checking that we've seen a few times. He's probably the one that checks his blood. And oh, yeah, just, yeah, Dr. yeah, easily. In. Well, this giant penguin needs a blood test. <laughs> oh, oh my. This is like penguin blood, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, it's penguin blood. It's so rich and <laughs> fish. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Grandpa says Lydia is worth all the red tape. And they're they're going to end up being sweet and cozy as two little bats in a cave. Then Herman Back from the salt mines. He says it again. I'm back from the salt mines. Her, her, her. It seemed weird to me that he that he said it twice in that episode. Yeah. Like he yeah. didn't change it up. It's like back from whatever. Um the grindstone. But uh Herman's back. It's like, oh, fresh weeds. Do we have company? Uh yeah. Grandpa's playing coy, <laughs> but <laughs> This is so stupid. More like a close relative. Like grandpa, <laughs> like he's acting really dumb. Like he yeah. is so smitten with this woman that he had never met prior to like the day before. Or same day. I don't even yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know how much time has passed, to be honest. And all he really wants is someone to hang out with him. Like Yes. <laughs> he wants someone to play checkers. And because Eddie was one busy day with nobody was available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rest of the time, they are always there. They're yeah. always at the yeah. house. They're always willing to put up with his shenanigans besides yes. that one day. They always include him except for this one time. And it was really, they were looking up for him. You don't like yeah. the beach. All you're going <laughs> to do is bury yourself in the sand. Just stay home. Yeah, like the first episode we saw, he like <laughs> he moseyed his way into this party. He yeah, was definitely he not didn't invited just mosey. He forced his way to that party. <laughs> He's always included himself. Yep. My grandpa's all coy. I'm more like a close relative. What do you say, Lily? And she's she's all like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but she's like, Lydia's in the kitchen, and Herman, oh, his mail order bride is in this house. <laughs> He's very upset. <laughs> He's so mad. Very oh. upset. I'm never meeting that woman, and I'm putting my foot down right now. <laughs> and he puts his foot right down through the floor. And this next sequence made me chuckle because he struggled to get his foot out of the floor. And then once he does, he goes, oh, darn. He's very <laughs> upset at the fact they put his foot through. Yeah. <laughs> and then he kind of just stomps off all like, Ugh. and I really enjoyed that for whatever it's worth. <laughs> It was pretty good. Yeah, usually he just like bangs his hand on like a desk yeah. and uh, shakes the house. But this time he like did some real damage to their. He was their home. so flustered. Then yeah. he goes, "Oh darn!" <laughs> so Grandpa says, "Give him time. Lydia's gonna be around for a long time. <laughs> Herman's bound to run into her, right? Oh, so much, so so much obvious foreshadowing, right? It's it's mm-hmm. like." It's not even 
it's not even as coy as grandpa with the more like a close relative. It is just <laughs> so hit you over the head. Mm-hmm. So we cut to Lydia is like setting the table and she made some food. Uh, Kitty, the chips there, and salsa? The, yeah, she's made some chips and salsa, uh, like pita bread and hummus. I don't know. Something with avocados, I think. Mm-hmm. There's the black cat in the kitchen, Kitty. And Grandpa and Lily come in with all of this paperwork. And then she says, and I really thought this was going to be a joke, but it wasn't. She goes, nothing like a little bite before dinner. Because I'm like, they're both fucking vampires. I thought this was a joke. (laughs) Nope. Nothing happens with that line. Uh, And that's an alley-oop, too. Mm -hmm. But they Mm -hmm. let it go. Lily goes to get some of the food, and Lydia freaks out. No, 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 no. That's made special for Grandpa. The cat hops on the table, tries to get the food. Lydia tries to shoot the cat off. The cat growls like a lion, of course. Yep. And then Lily says, the kitty is like one of the family. <laughs> okay. It's been a while since we've seen this cat. Is mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Like first episode, I think. Yeah. So Grandpa takes the cat. Lydia and Lily walk off, and she can't get over how charming this house is. She's commenting on the antiques and how expensive they must be. Lily's like, well, not everything's an antique. Take, for instance, that. The electric chair. (laughs) That's something Grandpa picked up at the prison surplus store. (laughs) War surplus? Prison surplus? Yeah. There's a prison surplus store that has electric chairs in it. I just got a bunch of those, you know, extras laying around, so. Grandpa's very frugal. Yeah. I picture, like, a blister pack, uh, you know, like an action figure. And they're like all up on a sh- up on a mm-hmm. like one of those pegs, just uh, electric chairs. I'll mm-hmm. get one of those. <laughs> Take one. It's not even plugged in. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then Lily is like, "Well, where's your husband?" Oh, Herman had a headache and had to retire early. Mm. One of his classic headaches, or something like that. And I was like, "Oh, I didn't know he had classic headaches." And then she's like, "Are any of family members? Do any other family mem- members members?" Live here. And Lily goes, now they're all dead. Oh, they passed away? Lily pauses. <laughs> goes, no, they're just dead. <laughs> I, wait, I guess that maybe the Invisible Man's a ghost? Is it? Maybe he's just a ghost. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't of know. a dead family member. So Grandpa wants to show Lydia to her room. And Lily suggests the guest room. And then she says, oh, wait, it's on the sunny side of the house. Will that be okay? Uh, yeah. (laughs) And then Lydia says, I want to call you Poochie. Like, she's like, you remind me of somebody I lost. Can I call you Poochie? I don't know what it is with this name, Poochie. Um, but whatever. I looked, I looked it up. I didn't see anything. Nope. It's just a name. So then we cut to Kitty jumps on the table knocks over the food that was made and then it ignites. It like catches on fire. <laughs> and that's the last we see of it. No one yeah. comes in and goes, oh no, the kitchen's on fire. Or, oh no, something burnt was on fire but now it's out. Or, weird, this food was flammable. Nothing like that <laughs> at all. Nope. Perfectly normal. Yeah. Nope. House doesn't burn down. No one mentions it. But mm-hmm. the cat knocked it over, caught on fire totally reasonable within the world with monsters because lots of stuff smokes and catches on fire. Marilyn does say, uh, 
oh, I just don't trust that lady. There's something about her. And Lily says, you're too critical of people. And this is where Marilyn goes, mm, candidly, okay. you're such, so ingenuous. And they walk into the room, which I later learned is the kitchen. I couldn't tell where that door went to before, but it goes to the kitchen. Now, we cut to, this is when it all goes down. Lydia is sneaking out of her room with a box. Don't know what the box is. Do we ever find out what the box is? I don't think so. No, some sort of trap, I guess. Or uh, it, it's it's holding an item in it, at least one item in it. Later, because she opens up, takes something out. Oh, okay. And I, I, so I she's got this a, box. There's a roller. There's a roller skate in it, I think. Oh, okay. Well, great. So she's got this box, and then we cut to Lily having another one of her moments because she sleeps on her back with her arms crossed, holding a a flower, a lily. She wakes up. But she doesn't like just like open her eyes. She does that like weird sit, <laughs> like <laughs> rising from a coffin mm-hmm. vampire sit up. Mm-hmm. She rises up out of the bed and wakes up Herman. And then she says, it's too quiet. The shutters have stopped squeaking. And then Herman says, Lily, you're always not hearing things. That line. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> you're, you're always, always not, not hearing, hearing things. things come on. <laughs> yep. Go back to sleep. So Lily sleeps with that flower. She goes back to sleep. She lays back down. Lydia is down on the phone. So she knows how the phone works. I I don't know how you would know. That's impressive. Yeah. Yes. Like, that's she a very complicated mechanism yeah. to use. Phone is hidden in the wall in a coffin. You have to pull yeah. a cord to release it. Okay. But see, I'm thinking that maybe because in a little while, like we'll hear Herman complaining about the phone. I'm thinking maybe the phone was actually left out. Maybe. But, yeah, it's possible. Who knows? Yeah. So she's on the phone, and she's talking to Malcolm. Commissioner Gordon, I made a head, <laughs> I made the old boy an avocado Mickey, but he didn't take it. Don't know. Whatever an avocado Mickey was, it was supposed to light him on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which isn't yeah. much of an accident. Yeah, that seems like something that someone would definitely want to investigate. Yeah. She, yeah. Definitely did, she definitely didn't, wasn't at that party uh, in like episode one or two, when where Grandpa he ate, ate flames, f- yeah, that was ate flaming one, oil, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she says, "I'm going to arrange the accident right away," and this is her plan. She said she's a heavy sleeper. She told him she's expecting an important call from her sister, so Malka needs to call back in ten minutes. And when Grandpa goes to get the phone, slip, slap, slide, slippy, slip. She said a bunch of words, right? Crash, boom, bam. Flickety flam. What a great plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Foolproof. Yeah. <laughs> this woman has not been caught yet somehow. Mm-hmm. And this will be the fifth husband she's married in more than three months. Yeah. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Foolproof. So we come back to Herman. He can't go back to sleep on an empty stomach. So he gets up. It's like, uh, I couldn't eat dinner. And everybody just talked to themselves in this episode. Oh, I couldn't eat dinner with that woman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he goes to get a snack, and then Lydia is sneaking back to her room. Uh, so they just meet each other, and then Herman's like, the phone's out, and he blames Marilyn. He's like, darn teenagers, which Marilyn is not a teenager. Yeah, she's like a college kid, right? Yeah, at that, least she's yeah. a 20-something, mm-hmm. at least. So Herman is, oh, yeah, they haven't passed yet, because Herman goes to get the phone. 
we cut to Lydia is in the kitchen and she's getting grease from the kitchen. <laughs> a big can that says grease on it. Good for her. As we all do have in our kitchens. Yeah. Yeah. Cut to Herman putting the phone away. Blames teenagers. Cut to Lydia and Herman. They just miss each other. They, they're passing ships in the night. Herman gets in the kitchen. He gets one of those pie scoopy thingies. What are those called? Like that uh, triangle for cutting pies and getting pie slices out of a pie mm-hmm. dish. Yeah. But but the one that he's using looks like it's more for like putting on cement instead of... Oh, yeah. It could be a trowel. Else. Yeah. Uh, possibly. <laughs> um, it's either a pie trowel or a cement trowel. Okay, first of all, I don't think it's called a pie trial, but you were going through the whole, you went through the whole thing of like, you know, it's one of those things, the pie, it's trying to use the cut to the, yeah. and then I couldn't think of the other word. I'm like, yeah, well, Smith, you're immediately, you're like, oh yeah, trial. Well, I know that boom. word. That was right I'm there. I'm trialing yeah. stuff all the time. I don't eat pie as much as I should. Uh, <laughs> so he gets the pie scoopy thingy and he sits down. Cut to Lydia putting a roller skate on the stairs. This is her accident. This is what she's going to yes. cause. Roller skates. Not even marbles, but just a roller skate. Big skate. Yeah, one lone skate, yeah. Yep. Cut two. Herman pouring a glass of milk. Cut two. Lydia puts grease on the banister. Cut two. Herman spreads peanut butter on some bread using the uh, pie trowel. Cut two. Oh, wait. Lydia's doing something. Cut two. Kitty growls, <laughs> and Herman picks it up and... It's like, whoa, let's get you outside with some milk. So Herman takes the cat out back and puts the whatever. And then cut two. Lydia comes back into the kitchen and sees Herman's sandwich. Uh, she grabs the pie slicer thingy out of the... out. Of, like, she's going to use it for something. I don't know what. An accident, yeah. I guess. Steak and, and then grandpa. she grabs the sandwich, which is a weird choice, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, why like would that, you grab a rogue sandwich? Mm-hmm. That's a sign that there's somebody up and about with you. Yeah, you and weren't you? And weren't you just in there to mm-hmm. get the grease? And none of this was there. No, and she doesn't think anything of it. She's like, oh, also, I, 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 I get the whole concept is let's get them to keep missing each other mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. But why did Herman have to take the cat out of the kitchen for the milk? <laughs> well, I think like, that's a thing. You got to put, put on... the cat out at night. Remember the Flintstones would always put the cat out at night. Oh, that was a saber tooth, though. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know. It just seemed it just seemed weird that he didn't just grab like a little saucer out of like the cabinet and said, you know, just no. pour some there on the ground for it. Uh, he actually takes it outside, and I get it's just because they need to they need to continue this little cat and mouse game they got going on. Kitty is an outside cat. Herman's gonna put Kitty out there. Right, mm-hmm. makes sense. That's why we haven't seen Kitty because Kitty's out in the weeds, <laughs> literally out there hunting, roaming. Yeah, doing yeah, what helping Eddie but- catch things. Lurking around the barbed wire fence. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Lydia grabs a sandwich, puts it in her mouth, like doesn't think anything of it. Oh, weird sandwich. I'll eat that. Uh, very Homer Simpson-esque. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and she grabs the pie thing. She leaves. Herman comes back in, sits down. We've seen this joke before. He's like, I'm going to yep. eat this sandwich. And then the sandwich is gone. He, does, he doesn't even bother to look at any point prior to going to grab the sandwich. To confirm that the sandwich is still there, because why would you? You're the little one up. Doesn't doesn't notice his trowel is missing. Just the sandwich. Nope. The sandwich. Oh, where's my sandwich? She looks upset about it. Lydia sneaks by the stairs, putting something else on there. I couldn't tell what it was. Herman comes out of the kitchen. 
and then goes upstairs. He steps on the skate, and you're like, oh, he's going to fall. This is where it all... Fa-. And he crushes the skate, and I like that. He just <laughs> crushed it into dust, almost. <laughs> it's like flattened. <laughs> he's got some powerful feet. We saw, yeah. yeah. He just crushes anything in his path if he puts some force into it. Oh, now, darn. the week before, though, he stepped on, what, a skateboard and actually slipped and yes. fell. Oh, that's Episode true. previously, wiped yeah. out on a skateboard. Episode now, crushes a metal skate. No problem. Maybe he got some upgrades. Maybe they yeah. replaced his mm-hmm. feet. Yeah. So he crushed that skate and goes upstairs. Uh, then we see Lydia. She's pulling a chest out of a room. It's not even her room. I thought it was her room at first. Nope. She's just wandering the house and fucking up shit. So she's pulling this chest out of her room. Herman goes into his room, and, Lid- and Lily's sleeping. So Herman's like, I'm going to wake her up. So he's <laughs> he starts rolling his fingers on the dresser to wake yeah. up Lily. I don't know why. Why is he doing that? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. He's really upset. Uh, so then we cut to Lydia's making a trip wire at the top of the steps. Like, just tying a string across the top of the banisters and then ties it to the suit of armor. Yes? Mm -hmm. And she's like, this is the perfect accident. No one will ever suspect me. (laughs) Yes. This is such... It's it's comical how obvious of a setup it is, right? It's almost a Rube Goldberg (laughs) machine that she is going to say is an accident. And we've yep. seen Grandpa sleeps all over the place in previous episodes, hangs upside down by the kitchen, but she knows he's upstairs in a room. Whatever. I mean, he could fly down and would never touch the yeah. would never touch anything. Also, then, so if it does work out the way that she expects it to, like, does she think that she's gonna like be able to hop up quick enough and like clean up the the tripwire and wipe down the grease and move the the other thing will back and <laughs> yeah, all before anybody else shows up. Like, no one's going to notice any of that mess. Also, they're not married. I don't understand how she thinks she's going to get all this stuff. Oh, that's a good point. It's mm. an accident. It's it's all set up to be an accident. No one will ever catch her. Makes sense. Well, he, he signed a bunch of paperwork. So even if they're not married, I, like he signed a will and testament type thing. That's true. Which, which she has, all her stuff was already signed before he even got it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, she—I guess she's just assuming that as soon as, as soon as he's gone, that's a legal document already there. Oh, look at this! I've got everything now. Anyway, this plan foolproof. No, no yeah. one will ever catch her. <laughs> Cut two. Lily wakes up. Can't you be quiet? You'll wake the dead. <laughs> Herman says this house is very strange tonight. He can't even eat my own sandwich. Lily <laughs> says, uh, "You should have had dinner." And Herman <laughs> says something that's like, I can't eat with strangers. Herman's always can't doing something with strangers in the house. He just does not yeah. like weird people in his house. He can't sleep with strangers in his house, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then he's, then he says something. He's like, I, I'm like a stranger, an intruder in my own home. And Lily says, well, this room is reserved for where my husband, Mr. Intruder, or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So... Hermans decides he's going to sleep on the sofa. Fine, I'll just sleep on the sofa. And he grabs his pillow and his blanket. Cut to Lydia sneaking back into bed. She grabs her journal, <laughs> opens it up, and then makes a slash for another dead husband. Yes. <laughs> Not suspicious. Hmm. So yeah. full of hubris. She can't even wait for him to die before she marks him up. 
then and and it's a fifth slash two, so it's five and three months. <sighs> Herman walks out and then he says, Why should I sleep on the short lumpy sofa? I'll sleep in the guest room. And this, for the first time ever, the canned audience didn't laugh. They were <laughs> worried and scared. <laughs> I'd never heard this before. Like it, it almost made me think that there was a live audience there because it was <laughs> totally different. They're like, oh, they were gasps. And they're they, like, oh, no. They didn't Herman know what was going to happen. Die, yeah. Yeah. She's going to fall down the stairs with this trap. Yeah. But this is where it blew my mind because Lydia's room isn't downstairs. It's upstairs. The guest room is upstairs. Yeah. Because Herman doesn't go down the stairs. He just goes down the hall. And he mm-hmm. gets in the guest room and then he gets in the bed. Doesn't notice a person sleeping in it, which is bizarre. And Lydia, yeah. who was just there seconds earlier, <laughs> with a light on marking off her her book, is sound asleep. She doesn't even move when Herman gets in bed. So it's like very uh, peculiar. So it's one it's one of those uh, comfort mattresses. It's that uh yeah, you know, they can set each side differently. And <laughs> yeah, you never notice. Yes. Yeah, you can break in. You can stand on egg. I say, put an egg on there and crush it, and it won't break. He could bounce on it, and the egg will not yeah. pop off the thing. That's Herman's the bowling ball. Yeah. She's the glass of wine. Never spills. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, bowling ball and glass of wine. <laughs> so, but she, she doesn't even move. She was just less than a minute beforehand. Yeah. Lights on, marking off another dead husband. Maybe now she's a heavy sleeper. Yeah, maybe yeah, she, she was asleep. The phone rings. They both get up. They see one another and scream. Now, Herman starts is squeals almost. He's like, ah, ah. <laughs> and it was kind of funny. I thought. Yep, I agree. But Lydia runs out of the room real fast, and then you're like, uh oh. She trips, steps on the skate, trips on the wire, falls down the stairs. The suit of armor falls down. Mm-hmm. Lydia hits the bottom of the steps, and this is where her plan would never have worked because she gets up and runs out the front door. It didn't <laughs> kill die. her. Yeah. It wasn't going to kill Grandpa. Uh, that's a good point. I did not think of that. Yeah, but we literally get to see her trap in motion, and it was easily yeah. recoverable. She got up and ran out the door. It so entirely fast. happened. In real time, with her, and she's like, I'm out. Peace. (laughs) So she runs out, and then everyone is yelling at Herman. Right? It was his fault. Yeah. Everyone's yelling at Herman, what did you do? It's like, nothing. She looked at me, screamed, and ran off. I didn't do anything. You scared away Lydia. Blah, blah, blah. There's a knock at the door. It's the police. Marilyn mm-hmm. answers the door. It's the police with Lydia. Police are like, we got her. and She confessed to everything. She's the Black Widow Gardener. Your grandpa <laughs> wasn't the first man she tried to marry just to get his dough. And then she's a swindler? Oh, she's the queen of all swindlers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, what she the hell? She confesses immediately? Yeah. Yeah. So they picked up her accomplice, Commissioner Gordon. And then Commissioner <laughs> Gordon said that she'd be here. So they got here just as she ran out the door. Very good timing. And then she immediately confessed. And then but there's also going in. And she says, you've got a monster in there. 
And Marilyn's like, that's ridiculous. It's just my family. And because Marilyn asked the door, they're like, of course, it's just your family. You're an attractive young teen, apparently. Weird. <laughs> uh, and you have a normal, not monster family. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. that's everyone's thought. Oh, you're normal. Your family aren't monsters. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think when I meet normal people. Yeah. She She's just trying to set up the insanity plea. Yeah, that's I like that. Oh, she's just trying to build up an insanity plea, which I thought was very interesting. It's <laughs> uh, a good tactic. But then she is thanking the police for catching her. She's like, I couldn't face them again. She is so <laughs> distraught because of Herman. <laughs> His, his his face is traumatic. Apparently, like yeah, yeah. You, one look and it could break you, your it's mind into pieces. Yeah, terror, pure terror. Cut back in. Grandpa heard it all. It's like oh, so Lydia was just trying. Like <laughs> he has to like wrap it up. Oh, so she was just trying to kill me to get my money. Uh, uh Herman. <laughs> then Herman says, "I told you." Like Herman, <laughs> it's like take that old man. You can't yeah. be too careful. When you think of some of the people running around loose in the world today, it's frightening. <laughs> Credits. You that's it. That that singer mm-hmm. I thought was a little bit better than the usual. Not amazing. No, not per- amazing at all. <laughs> at least it pertained somewhat to the episode. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It was okay. It wasn't a good singer. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It was a singer befitting the episode. Are any of them, have any of them been good zingers yet? Not a one. No. Right. no. What did you guys think of season one, episode 10, Autumn and <sighs> Crocus? All right. So uh, first, first of all, I, I really enjoyed uh, seeing uh, Malcolm, you know, the guy who eventually plays Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. And it's very fitting because this seems like this could have been a Batman plot. Oh. Lady uh, Gardner yeah. tries to seduce Bruce Wayne. Uh, you know, things go wrong or whatever. And the thing that I have a problem with here is it wraps up really quickly. Oh, we caught her accomplice. He said she was here. Like, it's done in a heartbeat. <laughs> this would have been a perfect, like, so Grandpa, he's supposed to be dead. He's a vampire. This would have been a great two-part episode where, like, it all sets up where she thinks she's, oh, Grandpa's dead and she's gotten away with it. And then the second episode being like the whole thing unravels and, you know, Malcolm gives her up and all this stuff. I just thought it wrapped up like just so way too conveniently. Yes, it does. Yeah. I mean, as you take off, it's just, oh, no, we actually already caught the other guy in the middle of the night. You guys caught him and he said to come over here like what? Yeah. Staking out his house. So I, I have an issue with the fact that this could have been so much more of an episode, especially when you consider you also have that we could have seen Herman and Lily go to the beach. Oh, that yes. should have been the episode. Herman yeah. and Lily go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Instead, we have Grandpa trying to find love in the newspaper. Uh, but uh, then it would be beach beach blanket bingool. Oh, huh? that's too clever, hmm. Keith. Yeah. Terry, what'd you think? Yeah, this is just the classic monsters, like so many missed opportunities that I'd much rather see. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Black Widow Killer, sure, that's kind of a funny idea for a grandpa, but <laughs> I would have loved just to see grandpa hanging out with, like, a normal person and trying to, like, woo her mm-hmm. with his weird vampire ways. Um, 
or even yeah having seen a beach episode would have been nice once i'd love to see the monsters out in public more often i feel like we don't see that enough oh you say that you know be even better like it what if Marilyn had a friend who had a grandma that was oh. a widower and then it's oh. a blind date yes a double date they could even have Marilyn. they could have double dated oh. yeah mm-hmm. How Brilliant. much better would that have been than this? Marilyn could have like been like, I'll help you, Grandpa. I'll hang out with you. We'll get you out back out there or something like yeah. that. Oh, man. I mean, hey. there's 60 more episodes. That actually could be a plot that they eventually do. I hope so. I mean, we, we can't. We can't I, I don't think we can rule that one uh, out completely. I think that's a good one. Also, I think one of the other issues I have with this is in watching some Adam's Family episodes, there's a similar thing with yes. Fester trying Uncle to... Fester. Yeah. So I did actually enjoy the fact that it wasn't just like, oh, she's normal looking and you, you know, mm-hmm. type yeah. thing. That there was this whole like, oh, she's a con woman and yeah. they're going to try and kill him off and then collect everything and, you know, all that stuff. It, that's about the only plus to this episode is that they actually didn't go with that same just, you know, basic, obvious plot of normal people look weird and et cetera. Mm-hmm. But here's the, here's the, interesting presumption that everything in the house is grandpa's and in the last will and testament it would have been left to lydia oh she would have owned it all mm-hmm. but, but i mean it's a weird assumption though right yeah uh, yeah herman and lily live there uh that's true yeah i mean some of the stuff has got to be theirs the house herman's, is herman's paying Satan. for it he's scaring up the rent all the time yeah that's true know. the house Unless is even theirs Hmm. It's grandpa's like hell. the renter, like the renter. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I don't know what she thought she was going to gain here. I mean, you're better off keeping grandpa alive, making him invent things. No, than yeah, making money. Like episode last episode, he was inventing a like a water into gold machine. Yeah, he fixed that uranium machine to make gold. <laughs> he made a. Robot. I mean, also. If you think it's if you think the house is going to be worth something, maybe you shouldn't go and try and and tie a bunch of tripwires uh, all over and slather grease all over stuff. Uh, the banisters, I'm sure they can't be great for resale value. Well, I'm sure they could be cleaned up though, Keith. It was it wasn't like a permanent upgrade. No, but I mean, I, no, I'm thinking like if you go to wipe if you go to wipe that off, it probably like you know messes up the. Oh, that's true. Yeah, messes. But up I bands. would yeah, say. In the, ground is on fire stuff like that yeah, yeah. the avocado mickey that caught on fire um did more damage to the kitchen maybe i don't know it was a weird one uh this i did not enjoy this episode i did <laughs> i did enjoy lily lily mm-hmm. was the star of this episode for me she had a lot of like crazy faces and like weird not overacting moments but moments that were very much like overacted but to the episode if that makes sense mm-hmm. like yeah. that that whole like people are strange or whatever <laughs> like, yeah you know like a lot that. of eye bulges yeah the eye bulges the sitting up in bed like those things great i loved all that stuff i loved herman uh putting his foot through the floor and then going oh darn <laughs> like that was like that was the the worst uh expletive he could think of at the time you know that stuff. That stuff I I like. I wish those were more of the things the monsters did, like those mm-hmm. weird moments. Yeah, they don't do enough of them. Right. Yeah, because Lily never really has done that before, which no. would be a good gimmick for her. Because I don't feel like she has enough 
of her own little gimmicks, you know, like no. besides making breakfast. Yeah, making breakfast. That's her thing. Give like, her those weird, was, like dramatic eye bulging things every once in a while. That'd be yeah. great. That's standing there with the candelabra. It's like, oh, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's like, oh, you're, you're, you have an enchanting beauty. Thank you. <laughs> like those things, those were great moments for her. Yeah. And the one for Herman and the rest was just, uh, and Eddie never showed up again. He's yeah. only there for that, well, that cold open. Out chasing around a kid. Yeah. Trying to make friend, trying to catch never, a friend. Never saw him again. Now, real quick though, between this episode and last episode, like, Herman was right about two con artists in a row. Yeah. Oh, so that's maybe they, can they like mate? Also, that's terrible if you put two episodes back to back. They're both con artists. Yeah. Uh, but um, I don't know. Maybe maybe the rest of the family start giving him some respect now. I mean, he's he's called it twice now. Can, him point. and Marilyn. Marilyn's yeah. a skeptic. She's like, uh, I don't know about this Uncle Charlie. I don't know about this Lydia. And Herman's not having any of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. Herman thought she was a con artist. He just didn't like the whole, like the mail and order marrying through the paper yeah. sort of thing. Yep, wedding via correspondence, not his thing. So let's say the babysitter was sitting around here because she's off to do. What would have been the thing that broke her? Hmm. You know, I think maybe the uh, the babysitter. We haven't seen her in a while, obviously, yep. but I think it's because she's been on a case. She's been mm-hmm. trying to find... She freelances as a detective in her spare time. <laughs> and she's been trying to find the mysterious Black Widow killer. Oh. And she's she's found all of these, you know, a lo- these, like, very clever uh, body disposals. You can't really point anybody to anything. And then she finally comes to this final attempt to murder Grandpa. And she just sees the lackluster planning <laughs> and the horrible uh, greasy <laughs> stairs and the skates and... The nonsensical nature of it all, and I think it just breaks her. It's like this. That's what, that's this what is what I, I came to see. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, I think she eats some of the avocado, Mickey. Oh, <laughs> it didn't just break her; <laughs> it breaks her internally. <laughs> yeah. burns her. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh my Keith! <laughs> uh, Dang! I think the moment that breaks her is, is she. She works like she's a babysitter at night, right? But during yep. the day, she has an office job and she happens to work in the office across the hall from Lydia Gardner uh, <laughs> Industries or whatever, a nonprofit organization. And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm going to go introduce myself to the new people. She knocks on the door and opens it up and she sees the husband's uh, uh, filing cabinets going, going, gone. She hears him say, This will be five. Uh, married in more than three months and it's just like no one's caught you guys yet i'm out of here this is so ridiculous and then she sees grandpa munster's picture and she's filing it away and it's like i can't i just can't do it anymore and that's what breaks her <laughs> she doesn't say anything but it yep. breaks her she mind, just yeah. sees it and it's like oh god oh yeah she she's... didn't bother to turn them in or she's not no. the one who ratted it out malcolm she's she's a rat. Just, i can't do it i'm done <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she wouldn't do that. Snitches get stitches, goddammit. Yeah. She's, she's not a rat like, with wings. Nope. She's got heart. Yeah, yeah. she's mm-hmm. like, well, maybe if you kill him, that'll be okay. And she's just like, <laughs> she's out. I can't, I can't deal with this. They're your problem. No. Yep, yep. Yeah. Hmm, I like that. Babysitter is broken. It, it, actually, Keith kills her. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that avocado Mickey caught on fire. The moment it hit the ground. 
I don't know. It didn't catch on fire beforehand. I wonder if like the the force ignited it. Yeah. Also, what would what did she put like what did she put in there that it would ignite when it hit the ground? I don't know. Maybe it was like C four or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, napalm or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> See, yeah, I assume that the ice. I assume the cat was eventually going to eat it. I thought, so. and then and then not, and not die because that cat probably is like. Uh, it's like the cat from Captain Marvel. They just basically eat everything. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, maybe that. Or or that or that spot would show up and, and eat part of it or something like that. It shoot fire you know, out of its ex- mouth. Yeah, I was kind of expecting something more uh, uh, along See, those lines. Now that, that would have been great. The cat eats it and then shoots fire out of its mouth. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just googled avocado Mickey, and there's lots of uh, avocados with Mickey mouses in them. Mm. <laughs> oh. That's fun. I never uh, thought of that yeah. comic before. Instead of the pit, it's a it's a Mickey Mouse. And it's like yeah, <laughs> great uh, avocado Mickey. That's uh, one of the things Tom Brady eats all the time. Uh huh. It he's is young. Keeps me mm-hmm. young. Hmm. Uh, lots of avocado Mickey's. Mm-hmm. Lots of almonds. Raw almonds. Oh <laughs> right, boy. That was another episode of the Musters. Classic, just by definition, it's old. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't call it good. Um. Anyway, Keith, before we head out um, to another cold, lonely night, <laughs> what what do you got to what do you got to plug here? What sending people to? Oh uh, well, let's see. We are in the home stretch uh, on the episodes of Pro Stars over on. That was great, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're we're closing that out, and we got some great guests still coming up for that. And then uh, I don't know, looking at the calendar, I think Derek, you and I will probably have to start getting back into the studio for some pop up film cast. Oh Christ! All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. That's it. That yeah, that I mean that's it. That and the I'll be. Going back through the almanac to find more factoid note sheets for next week. Factoid note yeah. sheets for next week. Excellent. Terry, how about yourself? Uh, I just got a, another podcast I do called Run the Real. We talk about movies within like specific categories. Um, you know, we did shark movies a while back. We're going to be doing some Paul Thomas Anderson movies here mm. pretty soon. So that's exciting. So yeah, check it out if you're interested. It's fun. Excellent. Anyway, I got nothing, nothing to plug other than this goddamn show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So tune in next week. And now here, here we go. This will be, we're going to go 0 for 10. This will be the 10th different ending. I guarantee it. I want it to be that way. So go ahead. Should we sing? <laughs> sure. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Ingenuity. No, can't even can't even do hello, right, Keith? <laughs> hello. 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 That's the three Stooges, right? <laughs> All right. Ingenuity. Intelligence. intelligence. Oh, gets imagination than intelligence. God oh, damn it. <laughs> Uh, go, go, do it one more time. Go ahead. We got it. We got it. <sighs> Ingenuity. Imagination. And intelligence. Do not work.
It's always always hunting season. season. Oh, it is always hunting season. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gola, and Terry Vickroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gollum. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.